This is Scratch Your Own Itch, the one show that delivers the conversations that we're afraid to share, but need to. This show is all about creating a life worth living. I'm Logan Tyler Nelson, and I'm your host. So you're going to hear conversations with creators and entrepreneurs talk about what they do, their current and past traumas, how they became who they are, and what they are truly curious about. This is the show where we talk about the things we think about a lot, but need to talk about more. Please take note that this show is not a substitute for actually creating a life worth living, because this show will stir your beliefs, make you question what it means to create a life worth living. So my promise to you is to always give you one question to answer for yourself today, to start turning your dreams into a reality. Hello, ladies and gents. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast because uh, I know you can be doing so many other things like watching Netflix, listening to all this great music, listening to other audiobooks, but you came here for a reason and I want you to take a second real quick. Just put your hand on your heart, breathe in and breathe out, knowing that everything always works out no matter what, right? And uh, if you're going through a rough time, I want you to know that this is the best part of your life in a weird, awkward way. Um, when you're at rock bottom, that means uh, the only place is up. And you've probably heard that before, but I want you to really take that in. Um, anyways, I want to get right to it because I have, a, I have an amazing guest on. Her name is Cherie Oakley, and she's a, she's a country hit artist. And she's Reba McIntyre's main girl i mean she is on the number one spot for billboard country charts in just two to three short sentences she just released a uh, song called work it it's her newest song and it is out there and i've been listening to it and it's very catchy i mean if if this this doesn't blow your mind she's been on she's been on american music award the CMA Awards, Ellen, The Today Show, BBC Breakfast, Live with Regis and Kelly, The Late Night Show with David Letterman, the one and only David Letterman, The X Factor UK, The Voice, Having It with Christina Aguilera, Turner Chair. She, she's just been everywhere. So I, I, I feel very nervous and scared about this interview, to be honest, because She's just that amazing already. Um, but I want you to give a huge warm welcome to the one and only Sharia. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. I feel very uh, blessed and grateful for having this conversation. But I want to do less talking and you do more talking. So um, <laughs> okay. I would love for you to just give us a little uh, story from your life that you think has kind of an underlying valuable message behind it. Yeah. Um, so typically when I talk about the song that I, uh, that I wrote that uh, went number one that Reba cut called Turn on the Radio, I leave out some details um, to make it a little bit shorter. But I think um, 
it's important to include some of those details right now. So um, basically, I had a deal uh, as a recording solo artist at the time. And um, that started to go awry. And I felt like all of my dreams and hopes and everything were beginning to crumble. But I had written this song um, for me, actually, me and my co-writers, and I was so excited about it. And I just knew that this song was special. I knew it was. But then everything was falling apart. And um, and so then, uh, to cut, cut it short, Reba McIntyre heard the song, called personally, asked for the song. And before I knew it, I was on a phone call with her where she was asking me for the song. Um, because the artist deal that I had was in conjunction with, uh, who I was employed by my husband and I were both employed by, uh, this particular person. I knew that if I gave the song away, I was probably going to lose everything. My chance at being a solo artist. Um, I was going to lose my job. <laughs> my husband would lose his job. We'd lose it all. So I prayed about it all night long. And when Reba called, um, I gave her two stipulations and she agreed to those stipulations and I gave her the song. And then pretty much immediately I was fired. My husband was fired. And of course, any chance that I thought I had at being an artist was also gone. Uh, but there's a flip side. Reba called and asked me to do the background vocals on the song. And the song was released almost immediately and went number one. And we were collecting unemployment. <laughs> when the song went number one, because we had not found a job yet. So I say this to encourage people. Um, does it normally happen like that? No, not at all. In fact, it never happens like that. Um, but I say this to say, don't give up. You have no idea how something is going to happen. I had a song go number one. I was singing on a number one song uh, all over the radio. Um, I remember shopping in Target and hearing my voice on this song. And best of all, it got to be with a woman that was one of the biggest inspirations of my life. That song has continued to open doors for me. Um, it's continued to give me validation uh, in this town. Um, now that I have a chance at being a solo artist again, um, it's given me that foundation. And so don't give up. Hang on. I know from experience what it feels like to feel like everything is crumbling and the rug is being pulled out from under you and you're taking a risk and you might lose. But hang on, hang on, because what looks like you're losing now uh, might be what you're gaining later. Wow. Oh, my God. That is, <laughs> geez, that, like I got tingles going up my back because you're so like so so right on that and, and <laughs> um, uh, it just it just uh, speaks volumes of truth uh, what do you think though I mean is is sort of because you're in the industry of, of entertainment what do you think is the most valuable piece of information that we should know that's within your area of expertise slash industry you know I think it's it's having something a bit higher than yourself a bit bigger than than who you are you know, I'm a, I'm a very spiritual person and I don't expect everyone to be, but I do think it's recognizing that there are so many things that are beyond our control in this industry. We can work really, really hard. We can have great music, but do, do you have sort of the stars aligned? Do you have, you know, is it fate? Is it what you're supposed to do? And I think when you know deep down that it's absolutely 100% without a doubt, you are supposed to be in music. 
No one can take that away from you. Um, no pitfalls of this industry, no negativity, nothing that happens can ever take that away. And that's what I think winds up, no matter what, um, coming into fruition. So just keep going, you know, um, don't let anything stand in your way. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. Um, what's, I'm curious, what you, what's your favorite movie from, uh, your area of, of, of Iceberg Teeth, so it's something that inspired you because I think in movies uh, can be so inspirational for, for a lot of artists that go out there. Is there anything in particular? I mean, I grew up loving movie musicals. So for me, I loved, you know, movies like Oklahoma. I loved Gypsy. I loved The Wizard of Oz. I loved all kinds of things. Annie was a huge one for me when I was a child because I wanted to, to be Annie. And then I did several productions of Annie. Um, but I think what I loved about watching a lot of movie musicals is that they helped me connect to, um, the artists behind them because back when they did a lot of movie musicals when I, you know, that I watched, they were, you know, probably in the fifties, sixties, things like that. But it introduced me to amazing artists like Judy Garland and Barbara Streisand, um, and Gene Kelly and then that sort of led me to, you know, more modern artists of my own time. So one thing kind of led to another. So I think a movie that had a huge impact on me as a child was The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> awesome. Oh, gosh. Um, I feel so <laughs> weird because I've never seen the whole thing of Wizard of Oz. <laughs> what? <laughs> you are missing out. <laughs> I know. I've only seen like snippets and there's so many references. And then when you watch it, like when you grow up, then you get like the humor behind it that you didn't get when you were a kid. Like it went right over your head. But there is there's some really, really funny, sarcastic stuff. Like it's it's a really great movie. It's so well written. And it's totally different when you see it as you're, you know, older. So you've got to sit and watch it the whole thing. <laughs> I'm sorry, I feel so bad. <laughs> Maybe they'll do a remake and you can be casted. Right? I know. I would love it. Are you kidding? That'd be dream come true. That's Hollywood's trend is to do remakes that they're guaranteed some money, so that could be a possibility. <laughs> that could be a possibility. <laughs> um, so I, I'm, I'm curious because you, you seem like a person that's like, you know, there's things that are just working for you all the time, and you seem very uplifting and cheery and stuff. And and this is uh, sort of like a vulnerable question that I I, I do like to ask people. Um, so if you'd walk with me, please, um, to just uh, share a time when the last time it was that you cried, and and what was kind of the reason behind that. Oh my goodness! Well, I am a crier. <laughs> I cry a lot because I feel like it's such a healthy way to get um, frustration, anger, you know, you're sick of whatever uh, out, you know, just have a good cry. And it's like, man, does that make me feel better? So um, it was recently, um, it was, um, it was a situation, I guess it was the day before yesterday, where um, just frustrated with, with music. Um, not music, but the industry part of it, because I have yet to get frustrated with music itself or performing or writing. Those things remain um, beautiful and fun and enjoyable and an escape for me. But the industry part of it can be really frustrating. And what, what did it was I went to see a friend of mine 
do a showcase. And she's an amazing singer, an amazing songwriter. She's really young, and I really believe in her. And I walked around the room, and I heard some record label execs talking. And, of course, I eavesdropped just a little bit. <laughs> and I heard them say, um, well, you know, women are just such a risk. They're just such a risk. And, and the other man agreed and said, yeah, I know. I mean, really, is it even worth the risk to even sign a woman? I mean, and that cut me so deep. Um, I feel like, you know, I grew up listening to so many women in country music, so many, and there's hardly any now. And yeah, we've got Marin Morris dominating the charts. Okay, well, why don't we have 10 Marin Morris's dominating the charts? We have one, you know, and then we still have Carrie. Um, but you see what I mean? I'm, I can mention like two or three. I can't mention five or 10 or 15 women that are doing well in country music because there aren't. And, um, and you know, the, the single that I have out now, Work It, I'm a really positive person. And I believe that there are ways to shine a light on a negative thing in a positive way. And that's really what inspired Work It. But when I hear execs, like that from record labels saying that. And I realized that there could be 10 or 15 slots to uh, sign a man at a record label, but two for a female, what chance does a woman really have to succeed when people like that are the ones that give the opportunities to women and men are not giving them to women at all. And yeah, I, I cried hard um, because I want to do anything and everything I can to try to shed a light on this in a positive way. And I think it has to be more than just writing songs that are encouraging to women. I think we need to shine a light on what's actually going on. And if the record labels are not signing, then how do you expect them to get played on the radio? And how do you expect them to have a chance? So it starts with the record labels. And I'm more than happy and thrilled that you asked me this question because I'm more than happy to just flat out call them out right here, right now you know, you're the reason. <laughs> oh my gosh, you know, ah, this is hitting home with me um, so much because I think that's the biggest question anybody that does art at all has to ask themselves is what do you really want to say? And I feel like you really honed in on that exactly. It's like, I want to stand up for those that feel as if they have no power and that's oftentimes unfortunately women and yeah. and you're standing up for so many people and um i mean i, I think that's sort of a little uh not to, to over talk because i'd rather you talk more but uh yeah really honestly i think knowing the the bigger reason of why we're doing what we're doing is is the main main driver of it all it, it's it's um it's funny because there's an interview with uh with Tiger Woods that I was listening to where they're like oh you know what really drives you and he's like I just really love winning so that's his big thing and and yeah. then and then you know to ask you like what really drives you you just really like seeing women win and specifically you know so I really well, love that. I want to make a difference you yeah. know and in what area. It could be a different area, you know, 10 years from now, I hope. I hope that we're not having the same conversation because I hope this has been remedied. 
um, by then. But yeah, it, for me, I want my music to inspire. I want it to invoke uh, thinking and questions and conversations. And if there's anything I can do to inspire change in a positive way, that's what I want to do. I want to make a difference. I love that. I love that so much. Oh my gosh. Uh, so it's, uh, this podcast is, uh, called scratching your own itch and it, it is a mental health awareness podcast as well as more of a business podcast. Um, is there anything that you'd like to share that uh, may be uh, sort of a healthy, healthy question that someone could ask themselves? Because I, I really do fear that people listen to self-help podcasts or self-help books or read them, and, and they just kind of use it as like self-help jargon. And it doesn't actually mm-hmm. transform or change anything in their life. So maybe what's a question that you'd like someone to ask themselves to, to help them? Yeah, I think the first question that comes to mind is maybe just give it one more day. You know, why why not give it one more day? So if you could ask yourself a question, whatever you're going through, um, just ask yourself the question of, should I give it one more day? Should I give it one more day? Um, so much can change in 24 hours. Your perspective, the way you feel, the way you think about things, um, life, circumstances, so many things can change in a day. Um, and I think if you can, you know, tell yourself that or ask yourself that question, maybe you have to ask it over and over and over again. And maybe it's not all solved by the very next day, but ask yourself that again. Because I am a firm believer that if you hang on and you wait it out, good things will come. You know, this too shall pass is something that I live by. Oh, that's so beautiful. I love it. This, this too shall pass. Oh, uh, I love that. Um, yeah, specifically, what is a, what's a social media channel that you're most active on so listeners can find more of you? Well, I like to be really active on any of my social media channels if anybody ever messages me. So you can do that on my Facebook page, which is uh, Sheree Oakley Music. If you message me, I will get back to you pretty quickly, usually within a few hours. It might be 24 hours max, but it's usually much less than that. Um, also, if you send me a message or you know a comment or anything on my Instagram, those are probably the two that I'm, I'm, I'm most frequent. Um, I am active on Twitter and things things like that, but I probably frequent Facebook and, um, Instagram the most. And on Instagram, I am probably Sheree Oakley. So feel free to message me or comment. I love interacting with people. I love feeling like I'm making a connection and developing a relationship with people. So, um, that's really important to me. Oh my God. That is so cool because that's a thing. Like I think I know actually for a fact is we're like down and in the dumps and we're, uh, you know, feeling, uh, I hate to use the word depressed because there's such a stigma around it, but we're like feeling mm-hmm. depressed. Yeah. I feel like that's the worst time to, to try to reach out and help somebody. But when you do it on your own terms, like when you're feeling down and depressed and you reach out to somebody that just kind of changed your day, inspired you, put a smile on your face, you know, uh, one of the, I think, uh, I don't like to use the word hack, but I'm going to use the word hack to <laughs> feeling better is either listening to some good music and you've got some 
amazing music out there. Oh, thank you. So welcome. And then also reaching out to somebody that inspired you like yourself. So if if anyone's listening to this and they, they do want to reach out to Cherie, like, please, please don't wait. Just try it out. I mean, as... Oh, absolutely. As you said, um, you know, gosh, like, you're as active as you can be and you message right back and I think that's incredible. But I want to leave this out with um, giving you an opportunity to really just say maybe a thing that uh, is on your mind or maybe uh, uh, some question I could ask you that you think I left out. (laughs) Um, Well, you can always ask me anything. That's what I like about interviews is I feel like um, I'm pretty much an open book. So I like people to feel like there are no restrictions. Ask me anything. But um, I think if I can say anything that might be inspirational to anyone, for me, music has been very healing to me. Um, I do vocal coaching sometimes with uh, people, and I often tell them, you know, the stage is the one place where no one can hurt you, and you, you know, can get lost, lost in a song. Um, But you don't have to be a performer to get lost in a song. You can lay down in your bed and you can, you know, put your headphones on and, and listen to your favorite song. Something that moves you, something that inspires you, something that can take you away temporarily from where you're at, um, I think is just incredibly healing and therapeutic. And um, some people like to read books and get lost in a book. It's important that you press pause sometimes on life and get lost in something that can just let you breathe for a minute and um, forget the stress and forget what's going on around you that might feel chaotic or overwhelming or, you know, depressing or whatever. Just get lost in something. Um, sometimes people like to go for a hike and just sit and, you know, breathe in the fresh air and just get lost. Find something that is healthy and therapeutic and press pause on life. And I think that we all need to do that. Um, I have to do that because my life is going 90 miles an hour. (laughs) So if I I could say anything to anybody, I would encourage you um, to find out what that is that you love to do and just get lost in it and press pause, turn your phone off, don't receive calls or text messages, and just get lost for just a few minutes a day. And I think it'll do you a world of good. It does me. Oh, I love that so much. I mean, right now, like in this very moment, I hope that someone is getting lost in this podcast, getting lost. In, right, yeah. Because you know, you're so right. It's just like, we deserve that. You know, we really do. And and I mean, oh my gosh, if you're not getting lost in something, um, I think that's why all this clutter and all these anxious feelings can can mm-hmm. come up and, and yeah. come to surface. Oh, oh I, I, um, I, I can't thank you enough. Cherie for coming on Scratch Your Own Age, coming on this podcast and joining me with this oh, conversation. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It was a true pleasure. Yeah, it was. And I, I have a feeling this won't be the last time that uh, we speak with each other. And I'm sure we'll we'll talk again. And um, yes, please find her on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, whatever main social media that you like to use. Uh, but yes, again, thank you so much. Uh, um, 
But yeah. until then, folks, I appreciate you. So please, please, please um, share this if you found it insightful, inspirational, influential. It takes a click of the finger, and it's weird when you do that stuff. It feels good. It gives you energy. So um, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. I do appreciate it so much. To look back anytime. Oh, likewise. <laughs> Wow, you made it to the very end of the show. Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of Scratch Your Own Itch with your host, Logan Tyler Nelson. To make it to the end? Gosh, that doesn't happen very much nowadays. I mean, especially with the constant distraction. So I appreciate all of the efforts that you just took out of your day to make it to the end. And if you hit that subscribe button and leave a review, you would have no idea what that would mean to me. So thank you so much for taking the time to hit that subscribe button. And if you leave a review, check it out. Just screenshot it, send it to me, and I'd love to host your review out on the show. But... Don't ever forget, like I say, you matter and you're enough.